while she was quoting that scripture, we overheard another kiddo crying. And I said, okay, guys, hold on. And I ran upstairs and she was there all by herself with her hands raised. And she was just having her moment with the Lord. We've probably all heard the phrase, a family that prays together stays together. And while it seems instinctively true, many are left wondering how to actually put this into practice in our busy modern lives. Today, we're going to talk about that topic and give some practical advice on how your family can grow closer to each other and closer to God during times of prayer and devotion. I'm Chris Henderson, and my wife Leah is joining me here today as we host this episode of This Is Family. Chris, that's exactly right. I know the idea of having dedicated family devotions can be both exciting and extremely terrifying. We all want to have deep spiritual moments with our children, giving them time to experience God's presence outside of church. COVID definitely taught us that that was a great need that I think some of us were lacking. But it can be a real struggle to make it happen and then to do it in a way that doesn't feel awkward. It can certainly start to feel overwhelming very quickly. For sure. And that's why we're taking time to unpack the topic today. And I'm so excited about our guests because I think that they do this as well as anyone that we know. Reverend Ben Hauk and his wife Stacy are here on This Is Family podcast with us. And let me take a minute to just introduce them. Brother and Sister Hauk serve as Calvary's Family Ministries Director, responsible for overseeing various Calvary ministries and groups that have a direct impact on building strong, Christ-centered families. Brother Hauk is a successful salesperson from a large international distribution company. Sister Hauk is a full-time mother of seven absolutely amazing (laughs) children uh, from the ages of 10 to 17. And the Hawks are right in the thick of raising their family and having a strong desire to do it spiritually well. Brother and Sister Hawk, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Seven. We're we're not exaggerating there. No, no, you're right. You got it. (laughs) That wasn't a script. So my question here at the beginning of this prayer and devotion and worship is before we get into the practical, and I want to get into the practical, but before the what is always the why. So maybe you could speak a little bit to the why prayer, family devotion, worship aspect. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, And again, thanks for having us. We're, We're really excited to be here. You know, I think the answer to that question of the why really goes back to Deuteronomy chapter six. Um, You know, if we focus everything upon, uh, upon the word of God and and really that's the basis that we, uh, that we build our lives upon um, the answer to that question needs to be biblically based. So Deuteronomy chapter six is talking about how uh, we should teach these, these things, the statutes, the, the laws, the, the principles found in God's word that we should teach them in our home when we lie down, when we rise up. Um, and, and that they should be present in our mm-hmm. lives, uh, as frontlets between thine eyes, as it says. And, yeah. you know, I know about, uh, if I have something right in between mine eyes, it's, <laughs> you're aware of it's, it. I'm aware of it. Yes, so in, in a family context, you know, um, building everything upon God's word that really dictates to us that we must make it a priority mm-hmm. in our families. Yeah. So for the how, like seven kids, homeschooling, 
running a family, being involved in ministry, how do we then incorporate our own personal devotion and Bible reading time into that schedule? Well, for our family, you know, everybody's, it's a large family. So there's moments where we're going different directions. And really, that's probably no matter what size family you Mm -hmm. have, you know, there's just moments in the day where you're not all together. So definitely carving out a specific time is always great. You know, we're instructed to do that. And I think that's wise. But we've also learned to be flexible. And, um, you know, the mornings are usually a time where Ben and myself both get up and have our devotion. He's usually up long before I am. Uh, But there are moments where I will join him and we'll both be up together, you know, doing our devotion. Um, Just in the kids seeing that, they tend to want to come alongside. I remember when one of them was young and, uh, you know, some of our kids were adopted, so they had not really seen this modeled. Um, she would find me, you know, if I was in my closet praying, she would come and just crawl up in my lap. And those are special moments. Um, I think you just, you have to model it for them. So when they see you doing it, it, it naturally sort of occurs. Now we definitely ask, Hey, have you gotten your devotion in? You know, it's good to ask those questions. Anything that's passed down has to be personal first. Correct. And I've seen that with one of our sons who, all of them do great, but one in particular, he he saw his dad get up and be, you know, by the fireplace with his Bible open and doing his prayer time. And he sort of decided to take a lead in that role and he would get up and he'd be out there before his dad. Hmm. And that what a was win. <laughs> a big win. That sure. was a big win. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great dad moment when you walk yeah. out early in the morning and you see your son uh, in the word. Yeah, absolutely. So just, I think modeling it for them and then also, you know, instructing them that it's so important to get that time in and what it will do for them. Does your family do the same Bible devotion? Do you have the same reading plan at the same time? I know we do. We're on version, and so we even have a group of friends that join us in the same Bible reading plan so we can kind of like talk about it. That is incredible. You all are very organized <laughs> at times. I, I'm just going to be real. No. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Um, we're not quite as organized. So I would say it depends on the season. There have been seasons where uh, we read through a specific devotion together. Um, but there are also seasons where... It's, you know, this kiddo has a goal of reading the Bible through that year. And this kid, you know, is, well, for some of them, just learning how to read, you know. So mm-hmm. so it just kind of depends on our season. And we try to roll with it and just teach them that flexibility of. Yeah, because our, I mean, you know, our relationship with the Lord is a personal relationship. And while absolutely we love coming together as a family and uh, i remember there was a season where we would uh have a monthly family prayer meeting like like a legit prayer meeting music on you know everybody uh, in the living room um and and that was a wonderful season and as thing as life changes uh okay how are we going to accomplish that same goal of having moves of god in our home it may look different, mm-hmm. um, and and it does now than it did then. 
but the point is that we have to make sure that that is normative. Yeah. That that moments with the Lord in our home is what we're striving for and what we accomplish routinely. And I think you were feeling that nudge to have those family prayer meetings shortly before the quarantine oh, part you're of right. COVID, you're right. which was really interesting. It was almost as if God was setting us up for that time, mm-hmm. getting us really comfortable with you know, having that time at home, getting comfortable around each other, just really praying out loud and having that in our home. And then when that quarantine came about, we were able to just sort of embrace what we were already doing. Y'all had a, a baptism during then, didn't we you? We did. So yes, I, I would love to tell a little bit about that because that's a really neat part of this. Um, and and I do wonder, what if what if we as parents don't listen to those nudges? What if we don't respond to those nudges? Because out of that came, I believe, one of our kiddos, her seeing that, her being around it, feeling comfortable, it brought about a moment for her in her personal devotion. One day I had uh, one of our daughters who was sort of struggling with praying out loud. She didn't feel real comfortable. And as a mom, you know, you always want to fix things. So she she needed the Holy Ghost. And I, I sort of was just struggling with how do I help her on this? And I thought, well, I need to model it with her. Like I need to take her aside alongside me. And even if she's just repeating what I'm saying initially with those prayers, it will eventually become something from her own heart. So I pulled her aside and said, you know, sis, let's work on this at home to get you more comfortable with this. And a few of the other kids decided to join too. We want to do this. We want to, you know, get better at praying out loud and feeling comfortable with it. So we started out with you know, why do we need to talk out loud? Well, that kind of led to Acts 2.38. And while she was quoting that scripture, we overheard another kiddo crying. And I said, okay, guys, hold on. And I ran upstairs and she was there all by herself with her hands raised. And she was just having her moment with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can't be forced. You can't, mm-hmm. You can't force it as a parent, but you can ask questions. You can cultivate that that culture and that atmosphere in your home. And she knew she wanted more of Jesus. And so she was up there having her own time. And I'm happy to say she was filled with the Holy Ghost in that moment. Wow. And um, we all came around her and prayed with her for quite a while. And because it was during quarantine, she was concerned about, well, I want to be baptized. That's the next part to this. Like, I've repented. I've gotten the Holy Ghost now. What's next? And I said, well, we can arrange that. And so daddy baptized her in the bathtub that night. And um, man, just to think, you know, it's so important as Mm -hmm. parents that we cultivate an atmosphere in our home where they're comfortable. Yeah. If they can't be comfortable at home, they're not going to be comfortable outside the home to yeah and one you know one of the analogies that i've heard recently that i think is so powerful if we think about this in terms of raising our children is that that we really need to provide them a greenhouse Mm -hmm. to grow eventually they will be transplanted out into the world and they will experience the wind the rain Mm -hmm. the fierceness of the environment that they will be in but right now, while they're in my home, I can provide a greenhouse for the little seedling mm-hmm. to take root, to get the nutrients that 
that they need to receive the proper amount of water and the proper amount of sunlight, mm-hmm. all while being protected from the the dangers and the difficulties of the world, yeah. um, and giving them a sure foundation. And so when we really talk about this topic, uh, and Stacy said it so well, is cultivating that culture within your home that that leans into moments with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it will look different. It could look different from week to week, but it also is needs to be a point at which we can anchor our lives to. Yeah. And also, we're we're creating either a home and a life of peace, or we're you know creating chaos, mm-hmm. really. And there's not a whole lot of in between. So I think that when we model and we practice devotion and prayer, it brings that peace into your home, into your life. So you almost have to ask the question, what if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. You know, where where are we going to end up if we don't do this? Any, And there are seasons because there are times where you feel more of that sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. We're going through this. We're, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, sometimes that's what it takes for us to really get serious. But I can remember moments and times in parenting the kids and also just in a marriage where you feel that sense of urgency. I've got to get with God. I've got to have my time going down in the basement. Our boys, you know, stay down there. That's where they have their space. And just taking that time when I know they're going through a rough season or one of them's just dealing with something, I can go down there and invite the presence of God to come into that place and i can remember one time in particular i was praying over one of their devices and you know plugged in outside of the room and a kiddo came up to me and he said he just wrapped his arm around me and he said mom thanks thanks for doing this so you know what are we giving up if we don't do it yeah and so you a couple of things because number one you said I was just praying over his device. I'm a, I'm a relatively involved parent myself. Uh, you know, we have the the safeguards, the different things like that. But praying over a device, like that simple act right there, is just really practical and a nugget that I can promise you. When we get home, <laughs> and when we go, you know, when we when we are apart from our boys. It's like, okay, we're going to pray over these devices. We're going to pray over these spaces that they're mm-hmm. in. Encourage your kids to do it. I Encourage them to that. pray over their own devices and not just their devices, but, you know, God God gives them talents. Yeah. Um, they have instruments that they play, and I don't ever want them to take that lightly because, let's face it, they've got to manage that. You yes. know, when God gives you a talent, what are you going to do with it? It's woven into the tapestry, and it's it's when you go to sleep, it's when you wake up. It And that life, it really is a life of prayer. It's an orientation toward Christ, toward the things of God. And uh, that is just such a foundational thing because we're headed someplace. We're either headed toward Christ or we're headed away from Christ. 
Uh, you, you said there's a life of peace or a life of chaos, a home of peace or a home of chaos. There's not really much in between, and it's the same way in your orientation toward God. Um, so on a, on a very practical level, let's talk, let's talk time. So I've heard you mention beginning of the day, end of the day. What, what other times are there outside of those two that y'all have kind of set things apart or uh, made the, the effort to be prayerful and, and lead a life of devotion? Sure. I, and I know we've mentioned it several times. Maybe it seems exhausting, but the different seasons of life really dictate that in so many ways. Um, there was a period where, you know what, lunchtime worked really well. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that in the course of our day that, that hey, you know, um, we, we can get together at lunch and we can have our lunch and, and talk through a, a devotion, mm-hmm. um, read a portion of scripture, share some, some prayer requests and some thoughts. Um, and then life changed and that didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have to, to adjust and, and, um, and the key is that you got to find time to make it work. Yes. And we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Um, and we, we spend our time where it's important to us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, prioritize making it happen. Um, like I said, sometimes it was lunch, uh, other times. And, and then I think there's, there's that weaving in through the tapestry of life but but then there's the also the the times where you have to strike while the iron's hot, mm-hmm. the opportunistic moments of parenting, when you can see that a child is in a space in their mind or in a place in their life where, hey, this is a moment where we can really deal with an issue biblically, mm-hmm. and it may only be. You know, in our case, we have seven children, like he said. So <laughs> if you do that once a day, you've done it every day of the week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so it may be with one child. It mm-hmm. may be with two or three. It, uh, you know, it just depends on, on the situation. But from a parental standpoint, from a, a being aware uh, to say, this is an opportunity mm-hmm. if it's a corrective moment. Mm-hmm. They've done something they shouldn't have done and you have to, to correct them. Uh, or it's a moment they're struggling through a life situation uh, that they're dealing with at mm-hmm. that time. Whatever the case may be, always finding the way to tie back in yes. a, a scripture. What is What does the word of God say mm-hmm. about this? That is a really great question to ask. What does scripture say about this? Because chances are, Scripture speaks to it at some level, and Scripture speaks to it in in probably several different stories, principally. So that's a really great question. We were on uh, the in the car on the way to church, and my youngest son, his favorite thing to do when we get in the car is ask, "Can we listen to Adventures in Odyssey?" <laughs> and my oldest son, who's entering his teen years, is like, "Oh gosh, another Odyssey!" And uh, it, it's a neat dynamic. But they were listening to an episode the other day, and it was about. Uh, help me out, Leah. What was it about? Oh, she had received a scarf, and she had ordered a scarf in the mail and got the scarf. Mm-hmm. And then, like shortly after, she receives a refund oh, check. Honesty, and so she, yeah, it was on honesty, yeah. and so she had gotten the check back. So she had both the scarf mm. and her money, mm-hmm. and it was like, they're, of like they're a, dealing with what, what do I do? do? Yeah. Like, 
I pressed right pause thing? and I said, okay, guys, what are y'all going to do? Mm-hmm. That moment that you, that so spawned. Yeah. Yeah. And my oldest one in the back, he said, she keeps both of them. <laughs> and I'm like, there no. Yeah. Like, a failure as a parent. <laughs> Teaching moment here. Well, I think, you know, flexibility versus, you know, designated time of devotion. You got to teach both because mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard a lot of uh, instruction on, let's make sure that we set aside a specific time of day. Cause if you don't, then the day gets away from you. And I think that is really great instruction. I also think we need to teach our kids to be flexible when yeah. seasons of life change. Sometimes the lunch table works and other yeah. times no one's at home during the lunch hour. Right. right. And, and, and in all truth, um, isn't that just real life is things get thrown at us all the time and we have to learn how to, to react and how to make it uh, seamless uh, and how to keep the important things front of mind. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. If we don't, we can go down a sidetrack very quickly and not ever get back to what should be uh, normal in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the, the cool thing that maybe we haven't really even discussed yet is once those kids grow up, and leave once they're out of our care. Uh, you know, I look at I look at my parents and how they raised us, and I see a lot of really good things that they did with us that I'm doing with my kids. Uh, Leah mentioned our Bible plan from the U version. It's just a, a this year. I think we're doing a chronological uh, Bible, and and my mom would. Put before we had Uversion app, she would take the the cassette tape of someone reading the Bible, you know, whoever it was, and she would play that on the way to school. And when the boys get in the car in the morning, I plug my phone into the car, and whoever's sitting in the front seat will turn the phone and put the Bible app on and press play. And we listen to the scripture. Now I've already read the scripture probably, or I'm going to in my own personal time, but with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, you mentioned uh, your, was it a monthly prayer devotion thing that y'all did? We, uh, on many Saturday mornings, no one does anything until we've sat down in the living room. We've got our Bibles out. And sometimes I stumble over the names and sometimes we all stumble. Say, over yeah. <laughs> and sometimes one of my favorite things in the world is to hear the nine-year-old voice reading scripture. And he even amazes me sometimes, especially doing it this year in chronological order. You get the same stories in like Kings and then you get it the next day in Chronicles mm-hmm. or something like that. And he's going, um, haven't we already read this? <laughs> I, I remember this story. And even last year, we got to the end of Revelation, and we were in Revelations, which that's everybody's favorite. No, really, it is my favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But even our nine-year-old is picking up on stuff, and he's like, oh, so is this talking about such and such in Matthew? And yeah. I'm going, "Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Connecting. So we're like, okay, yeah. time out. And see, that, that's the beautiful thing. And that's kind of, I think what we've been talking about here is, is we are making 
moments happen. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. making opportunities for those connections to be made. And and for, you know, when we talk about reading the word together as a family and in and, and this particular instance where, where your son is saying, oh, wait a minute, I see this here in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And now it's firing this synopsis in my mind that says, oh, there's something about that also in Matthew. And then that can lead into an amazingly wonderful conversation. And and these are all things that happen within the context of a quote unquote family devotion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and those are intentional moments that you make happen. But then you can also look for those moments when they are uh, spontaneous as well. And we as parents have to have to be uh, aware enough to see both, to, to make the intentional moments happen and then to see the spontaneous moments when we can jump and capitalize on an opportunity. That is so true. Being on the lookout for those moments of of capture and grab. Christians throughout history have said, these are our memorials, our altars, but there are also these other moments that we're grabbing. So parents, whether you're a single parent or a, a multi-generational family living in the same uh, area or home even, search out both of those. Brother and Sister Halk, thank y'all so much for being with us today. Uh, I wonder, would you mind leading us out in prayer? Oh, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for this opportunity to be together, to really take a, a look at what your plan is for our families. And we know, Lord Jesus, that your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And we know that we as parents, Lord Jesus, are the ones that need to demonstrate that for our kids. So I pray, God, number one, that you would help us to be mindful and intentional with our families in our homes to lead them to your word and to guide them in times of prayer and of devotion. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be families that are powerful and families that have a real move of your spirit in our homes, God. We need you so much, and we thank you, God, that we have your spirit that can lead us and can guide us. We love you, and we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you have enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to tune in next week as we discuss family fun and fellowship. It is bound to be a great time. We hope that you'll join us then. For now, we say farewell. If you're not already a follower of Calvary Tabernacle on social media, then you need to go like, subscribe, share, whatever you need to do at Calvary Tab Indy. We look forward to connecting with you and God's blessings.